We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nehami, founder of Carmela Cosmetics, a company that produces high-performance natural beauty products and is dedicated to uniting and empowering women through the power of color. This is We Are Women, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast came about as a way to give a voice to all women because we all have stories to share. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of bread and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night, and we are women. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to introduce something exciting, which I've been doing for a while now, and I'm now opening up to all of you. As many of you know, a huge focus of Carmela Cosmetics is female empowerment and education. And in addition to my experience in creating my own business, I have an MBA in marketing. And in addition to Carmela Cosmetics, where over 300,000 women have enjoyed our products over the past three years. My other passion is my work as a breakthrough business consultant. I work with female entrepreneurs from a holistic perspective and guide you to up-level your visibility and business through a blend of strategies, including traditional marketing strategies, actualizing your ideal self-image, which is important in this day and age of social media marketing and personal branding, as well as delving into your personality type to discover strategies that align with you and lead to increased visibility, profits, and success for your business. My passion for business and marketing stems from the excitement of seeing my clients experience their own breakthroughs and newfound clarity. I want you to attract the right clients or customers you've always dreamed of with strategies that actually resonate with you. Marketing is constantly evolving and it's important that you feel comfortable with the techniques that you're using and realize that one size does not fit all, which is why I utilize your personality type when we plan your strategies. If you're thinking of launching your own business or if you're already a female entrepreneur, I would love to offer you a free strategy session where we'll uncover the strategies you can utilize to up-level your business and marketing and gain the visibility and profits you dreamed of. Please email me at nechami, N-E-C-H-A-M-I, at carmelacosmetics.com, that's Carmela with a K, to set up your free strategy session, or you can message me via Instagram at carmelacosmetics to set it up as well. Now on to today's podcast episode. I had such a great time interviewing Malki Knopfler, who is a comedian, actress, and blogger in the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community. During this episode, Malki shares her teenage struggles with appreciating her comedic side and then her journey to accepting and embracing all the different parts of herself. We spoke about how we're all multifaceted human beings and the importance of loving every part of yourself. Malki spoke about how she protects her energy on social media and what being authentic really means. Malki also spoke about being a true and supportive friend and how often things are just not black and white and it's so important to accept others without judgment. Malki got very personal during this episode. We covered so much and I'm so grateful that she shared her story and life lessons for us to learn from. Listen in and be inspired. So basically, I, I feel like it was the before and after, like when I was in, you know, my younger years, I was a very happy, well-adjusted kid, got great marks, had great friends, was just really happy with who I am. And then obviously when teenager dumb comes, and there's a reason why it's called teenager dumb, because it's so dumb, 
but really it's, 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 it's all part of your journey. You know what I'm saying? Um, teenagerhood came and I started realizing there's a persona to me that people are just labeling me with. And I wasn't okay with it. I was like, I'm not okay to be funny. Stop calling me funny. Stop calling me the clown. I don't want to be a clown. I was just so adamant and so against feeling that way because I just couldn't come to terms with that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? And when you put that all together of not knowing who you are, it's just, it, it, it makes for a very tumultuous and hard teenager years. And it was only after when I became an adult and I realized that this is part of me, this is who I am. And like I said, I feel like there was so much of me that wanted to be seen. And the fact that it wasn't being seen was making me push away the other part of me. Like I knew I was a deep thinker. I knew I was a really deep feeling person. I was an empath. The fact that people were only seeing my funniness was bothering me so much that today I'm able to realize that's what it was. I used to fight against the funniness. I used to get insulted. Don't call me funny. Don't call me a clown. I'm not just all that. Like I wanted people to realize there's so much more to me. And it was only after I, I grew up and I was able to understand who I am and that this also has a major part of me and it's who I am, I was able to appreciate it. Why was I trying to fight so much of it? It's because the other part of me was feeling very overlooked and very, very, very left out. And I feel like a lot of teenagers, if they're listening, that might be an issue. If you're fighting a certain area in your life, it might be because there's another area that wants to be heard. And when you finally come to a place where both parts of you are able to coexist together, it's just a beautiful thing. It's really, it's a beautiful, you, you find yourself. It's, it's cliche, you find yourself, right? It's, it's not a cliche because it's so important to living your best life by combining all parts of you and realizing the potential each one has and realizing the beauty that each one has. And even if one is better than the other, they can't exist without each other. And most people I know are very complex creatures. There's not, there's no, no people are just one way. Unless they're a type A, certain people like, you know, they just have one, they have one personality and that's blah, okay? Most people that are blah, <laughs> it's, it's, that's a personality, it's blah. But if you wanna live your life in multicolor, and accept all of the goodness that you have, there's going to be a lot of darkness too, because you can't have dark without light, you can't have light without dark, you can't, they don't exist on, on their own. I don't know one person that is just happy, 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 happy all the time. Everybody has the opposite of that. You, you exist in a multi-dimensional, most people that I know, if you have a good, you have the opposite end of that. You know what I'm saying? The fact that I'm funny, of course, I have yeah, the yeah. opposite end of funny where I'm constantly thinking and I'm a deep thinker and a deep feeler, you know what I'm saying? So like, you have to embrace it all. And that's, I feel like when I was a teenager, I was just fighting against that other part of me because my other part of me was not feeling heard. Once you are able to bring both of them to the forefront and accept them, and when I say both of them, I say all parts of you because it might be more than two. <laughs> and again, this might sound like multiple personality, but no, it's not. Because most people have so many parts of the personality without having multiple personalities. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I make it sound like I have like, you know, 50 kinds of personalities. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I hope people are going to understand what totally. I mean, because, you know, there's just so much more to it. So basically, once you, you're able to accept who you are, you will find so much more happiness in your life. So I, I wish that on everyone, you know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting because the comedic side of you is really what draws a lot of people to you. So, so when, when you did come to realize that and, and come to embrace both sides of you, that's really when you started. Right. Right. And that's exactly it. Because once I was able to realize, Hey, you know, I'm funny. No, no shame in that. I'm also a a very deep person and a very whatever, but like, (laughs) I, I I'm like accepting both. And that is when, like I said, that is when you start living your life. And that is when you're able to, everything comes together full circle and you're able to start that that path that was meant for you. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's when things that's came right. full circle and I was able to say, okay, I accept my humor. I accept that I'm funny. Let me use it for the good, you know? And let me use it. Let me go and run with it, you know? So, so that's how things happen. That's how things happen. When you finally accept yourself and you're okay with who you are and you take every part of you and that's when things start rolling. That's how you get the ball rolling, you know? You know, because the two parts of myself are able to be expressed, I'm okay with, you know, however anyone perceives me and especially myself. Like I'm okay with taking all of it and totally accepting it, you know? Right, right. And it's so interesting, by the way, that, that you're mentioning that because being on Instagram also and, and, and showing a part of myself to the world, not like you, obviously, because you're a blogger and you show much more, but um, I am one of the like first people to know that you don't see everything. You know what I mean? Um, being the one who is an Instagram, Instagram, I don't know how to say, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but still, even so, I remember after I'd been following you for a while and I started seeing like other parts to you. I was like, oh, that's so interesting. But of course, of course, all comedians have like, they're, they're saying about comedians that there's a depth, a real depth. Yes, I'll tell you because we understand human nature and in order to be able to make fun of ourselves and humanity, we're able to see, we have to be able to see a deeper, a deeper side to things. And, um, you know, most comedians that I do know, like it's known, comedians are known to be extremely deep, thoughtful people. Um, you know, I can't talk for, you know, the ones out there that like are just cursing every second word and like are just crass and vulgar. I'm talking about real comedy when we take day-to-day life and turn it into something that everyone can relate to. That's the kind of comedy I'm about. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. Right. So how did you get into, I know you mentioned that when you got married, that's when you started accepting your gift of comedy. So when did you start, um, you know, performing and actually getting into it? So basically there used to be these um, Rachel places, um, performances, which was literally, I mean, they still make them, but now with Corona, they had to like close it down. Um, Serious Broadway material in the Jewish world, like people that had talent would come and try out and they would put out this like massive show, which was a, a riff of real Broadway shows, Mary Poppins and all the different classics. And um, so I tried out, I got a part in them. I got small parts because I, I was never able to be able to like sit there for so long by rehearsals. Rehearsals were like really grueling. And I had like little kids at the time, but I really wanted to express myself. 
So I had a wonderful time doing these things. A few of my friends were in it. Katie Pollock, Leah Foster, like we were all together there and we really enjoyed it. And at one point, like my friend Malky Weingarten was starting to do her movies. And at that point, I've also been in a few movies for like Boniola, many time and promotional marketing videos for them. Um, and at that point, Malky Weingarten was actually filming a full-fledged movie. And she was like, Malky, come on, just like, I need you in my movies. And that's how it started. Like, like I said, I've been doing these movies before. I've been doing, you know, these um, amazing movies for Boniola Mene Time. And it just, it veered into more of that world of real, a real movie, a real full-length movie, you know? And so, Baruch Hashem, that's the gist of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's go back a little bit to the like emotional component. Um, I, I would love for my audience to get to know you on a deeper level. Okay. So we mentioned before how you're an empath, right? So how do you manage to not take in other people's emotions? Like, especially as a blogger, when people share so much with you, I mean, I can give you an example. Yesterday you posted something or two days ago about infertility, someone messaged yeah. you, people share with you so much. So how do you manage to draw the line between taking things in and, you know, taking care of yourself? I don't draw the line. I take in, but I also burn out a lot easier than most people. And I'm extremely super aware of when I'm feeling burnout. And I will... I will take things in, but I will not give out. Meaning, so I was feeling strong enough to be able to share this and accept all the answers that will come in because boy, there were many, many messages. Like I hardly shared a percentage of what I got, but I was feeling strong enough and not in my burnout mode to be able to share all that and be able to start a conversation. I will not start a conversation on Instagram when I'm not feeling up to it, when I'm feeling just extremely weak. I'm a weak person physically and emotionally. I do have to be careful with how much I'm taking on. So because I'm so, I'm so aware of, and I'm so like channeled into my feelings, I will make sure that when I am sharing, I'm okay to share. When I'm not sharing, I'm just taking it easy and you'll just see me like, I don't know if you'll notice, but like there's a lot of days that I'm not talking. I don't talk a lot on Instagram. The days that I am talking is when I'm feeling strong, I'm feeling rested, I'm feeling balanced, I'm feeling grounded. The days that I'm not talking are just days when I'm just like, I, I, I'd rather just like not put that part of me out there. I'm just too exhausted. I'm too burnt out, but I will share here and there because like, you know, it's Instagram and I, I do want to share my dinner with you, but like, that's it. That's it. You're going to get from me that day because I just don't have strength for more. So being so tapped into who I am makes it much easier for me because I'm able to like, no, okay. Like in the weekends, like let's say in the weekends, like Sundays, I will not answer most of my messages. I will not pick up phone calls. I just need that time to just not be on most Sundays, I'm not sharing anything. I, I Most Sundays. Some Sundays, I'm doing something interesting. I'll, I'll share it. Like, I'll, I want to, you know, put out an interesting quote or whatever. 
I need these down times in order for me to be able to fully give the other times. So downtime for me is really important. And it's not about self-care, self-care. I feel like it just became so overused and so stupid because people are just taking advantage of the word self-care and they're not really pertaining, putting it to like what it really matters, like to what really matters. Like self-care is so important, but please, like how many manicures can you get to like, to like a manicure is not a bomb for the soul. It's a bomb for your nails to make you feel good for those few minutes. But like maybe for some people it is, and maybe that's all they need. But I feel like sometimes self-care has gotten to a place where it's just not connecting the outer and the inner. And that's really, really important to take that time to really know what you really need for that ultimate self-care, you know? Right. Okay. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit because you answered about Instagram boundaries in general for yourself, right? How you place yeah. your, bound- yeah. your, your, your own boundaries, which is, which is pretty much taking care of yourself. I'm not going to say self-care, but taking care exactly. of yourself. And I want to like go back a little bit to when people share things yeah. with you, um, which is kind of like just comes into your space because all this information is entering your space because it's not like you're scrolling through and people and you're seeing things, right? That's something else. But we're talking about people literally like bringing their challenges and talking to you about their sharing their pain with you. So I guess you don't establish boundaries with them because that's not you. But like, how do you work with that? I guess I should say. Um. Like I said, you know, I will answer to the best of my ability to these people, well, especially when I'm in a place of, of being able to give of myself, I will answer with a lot of empathy and a lot of um, emotion. And there are days when I will just leave them unread because I just can't deal with it. But again, like I said, it all comes down to how much I'm able to give. What is that reservoir? of what do I have today? And if it's a day where I'm feeling extremely like running low on that reservoir, I will just like, I'll take it, but I'll try not to let it like get to me. I do definitely empathize more when I have more to give. You know what I'm saying? And when it's a day when I'm feeling already like running low on my reservoir, I'll be like, I'll try to give as much as I can, but I will run low faster. You know what I'm saying? And any empath, any empath will be able to relate to this because we we know we have certain amounts of ourselves that we're able to give. And when we feel like we're running low, we feel bad. We start feeling guilty that we can't give as much as we want. But like I always tell myself, like leave this for now. You need to reserve all that for your kids that are coming on very soon. And your husband that is coming on very soon. And like, just leave it, just leave her for now. And I will constantly be fighting with myself. Yeah. But this person is like, she needs my help. And I'll be like, okay, but like Hasa begins at home. Like you really want to be there for everybody. You can't be there for yourself also. That's number one. And I do have to put it more into practice because I, I really try hard to spread myself everywhere. And you know what happens when that happens. You spread yourself too thin. And it's it's a constant battle and it's a constant struggle because empaths want to be there for everyone. And um, we want to help save the world and we want to be there and solve everything. But I realized a while ago that it's just not helping anyone by me helping everyone. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. 
yeah, it's a struggle, but I try to be smart about it. Sometimes I'm not, and I'll be like, okay, there I go. I just, I just wipe myself out completely. I'm going to need a few days to get back to myself. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's so interesting how people feel this sense of, I mean, I'm trying to think of how to say it. Like, like when they message you these things as opposed to going to therapy or something, because right. this, they're really opening up to you and that shows a lot about you also that. Um, yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously, if I feel like it's I'm not qualified to answer something, I'll tell them, like, I don't feel qualified to answer this. But I feel like a lot of people are, are asking me questions when they feel like they can relate to a certain place in my life. And there's a reason why they're asking that, because they would love to hear my take on it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So that's what happens most of the time when they feel like I can relate to it. So, right. you know, and I did struggle with miscarriages and I did struggle with you know, a big break in between my children. And I feel like that's why people feel like they can open up to me about certain things, not just about this, but just in general, you know, life in general. Like, I, I guess that that other side of me is, has come out to a point where people can see that there is just not just a com comedy. And I feel like the reason why I do put so much effort into um, relating and connecting is because I'm so happy that the two sides of me are finally joined together and people are able to appreciate that. So for me, it's like, wow, like people do see that side of me. Like, this is amazing. Like, I feel like that, that little girl in me is like, woohoo. Like it's, 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 you know, I finally found that balance and people are seeing it. Like, that's amazing. Like, so yeah, obviously it sounds a little immature, but like, you know, it's, it's just a lot of happiness of, of coming full circle, you know? So that's basically it. Right, I mean, I don't think that's immature at all. I think that a lot of people, this is actually a great lesson because a lot of people struggle with showing them like their full selves to the world. Whereas everyone, like at the end of the day, everything goes together. You know what I mean? It's like like a puzzle. Like We're complex, we're complex human beings. Yeah. So many of us have so many different sides to ourselves. And when, when other sides that we want the world to see are acknowledged it's very exciting and very wonderful to feel you know exactly exactly yeah. yeah totally and I think that people have to start like embracing all different sides of themselves and, yeah. and not be afraid to show it because people who who belong in your life will appreciate all the different parts of you yeah yeah and you know I really the first person that has to is yourself and when I finally came to appreciate that funny side to me and that serious side to me, that's when things started falling into place. And that's when the world could appreciate you and accept you and see all those beautiful different sides to you. You know what I'm saying? So I, to everyone who's listening, just like come to terms and, and embrace it because that's when things start falling into place, you know? Right, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's something about alignment. Like everyone's very into authenticity these days, and yeah. sometimes it could be it's sometimes it's overused, and sometimes yeah. it's used in the wrong way. But at the end of the day, there is something to be said for being authentic to who you are and having everything aligned, because that's when you'll see true success. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and that is something that is also, like you said, overused. Um, you know, when you have to tell people you're being authentic, how authentic are you really being? And like, I don't know. It's just, it, it really gets to me a lot of times when I'm watching things and something like I mentioned this in another podcast that I was part of, and we called the podcast a niggly feeling. 
because that is how I run my life with my niggly feelings. If I feel a niggly feeling, I'll automatically say, okay, why am I feeling this way? What is making me feel this way? And if there's a person that's making me feel icky and have this niggly feeling, I'll be like, okay, this person is just not giving me the right vibes. Like, bye-bye, you know? And um, it's it's a niggly feeling. And I feel like, you know, in, in, in simpler terms, a gut feeling. When you feel that gut feeling in you, when things are being used in a, in a sense of just unauthenticity, but for the sake of authenticity, they're being unauthentic. I can't explain it, but whatever. It's just, I, it's, I know it's, exactly. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Exactly. Being honest, I go through those feelings a lot. I'm constantly asking myself, is this authentic to me? Which is okay to do because that's something you need to do. But like, right, I remember right. when I was starting out the blog and I was blogging about a certain wig company. And then a few months later, I was blogging about a different wig. I'm like, one minute. I just blogged about another wig. How can I, how can I blog about a different one? And then I, it made me realize that there, it doesn't mean one is better than the other. It means that there are going to be different needs for different people. And this one works best for this one. And this one works best for another one. And me as a blogger, it's my job to show them what's out there. Like, I'm not forcing you to choose this one over the other one. I'm letting you see what's available. You make the right decision for yourself. And I was just thinking to myself, like, if you open a circular, you'll see hundreds of places that are offering laser services, you know? I always right, joke how, like, I always joke to in my comedies that the two main things you see in circulars are laser hair removal and wig sales. So basically... One wants to put hair on you and one wants to rip it right off you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, it's just so funny if you notice like these circulars that every second page is another razor place, another wig sale, another wig place. And it's up to the person as a discerning customer and a discerning client to decide, okay, you know what? This one makes sense to me. This is the one I could afford. And as a blogger, it's just my job to basically be a 3D circular. I'm a 3D circular. That's how I consider myself. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yes, this is another thing like with supporting friendships. And I feel like it's important to say, like, be that friend that supports your friend through something, even if you don't agree with her, like a friend is a friend is a friend. You don't have to love my picture, but please like it because you're my friend. It's not about the like and then it's not about the numbers of the likes. It's about the fact that you took the time to acknowledge Really, you want to see that your mother liked it, that your husband liked it, that your friend liked it. Those are the most important likes that I want on my stuff. I love everybody else's like. Right, right. Totally. The people who you love and care about, they should be supporting you. Mm -hmm. My friends, my best friends, only one of them is actually on Instagram as a thing. She posts and she's active and whatever. My other close friends, they all, all of them, they go on for me. They go on to like my stuff, comment, watch my stuff, and then leave. Like they're they never post. They're just totally not active. And that's what I'm talking about. That's that's a friendship. Yes. Yeah, and and it might sound petty to people who are not familiar with this, like this way of mm-hmm. handling things. But when it's your business and you're working so hard and you are pouring blood, sweat, and tears into this, then mm-hmm. you like. The support of your friends means everything to you. It really does. 100%. Exactly. I am friends with a makeup artist who's very popular. And I know that 
she likes to wear a certain color that I don't have. Let's put it like that, right? So she doesn't wear my lipsticks because as of now, I don't have that color that she prefers. Um, but when I had a sale, what did she do? She shared the sale and she wrote something like, love this brand and everything they stand for, like swipe up or something. Like that was so sweet and supportive. And I felt like that's what authenticity is. Yeah. Yeah. Authenticity like, is showing up to be yourself. It doesn't mean, again, it doesn't mean you, um, you wear the lipstick, but you're showing up as a true friend. Like, you know what I'm saying? She didn't say, I love this lipstick. I love this right. color. She said, I love this brand and everything it stands for. And that's, that's totally, you know, that's it. That's exactly it, you know? So um, I feel like when you have to think twice about being authentic and like you're being very, you're doing a disservice to yourself because that's not authenticity, you know? Again, like I had a whole conversation with Yafa Palti about this, of, you know, when authenticity becomes a means of being authentic, that's when it loses its authenticity. You know, it's, it's a very, right. very deep and she has such, such beautiful things to say about it. And we had a live about it and it was just amazing. And it's so true. She has amazing things. And I, I wish I could be as eloquent as her when she puts it down, you know what I'm saying? But it's definitely worth it to check it out because she, it was amazing. It was really beautiful. Yeah. 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 Definitely has a lot of, um, a lot to say about this for sure. I was interested that you said before about supporting friends and not believe, not necessarily agreeing with what they do, because I remember there was a situation actually where I think you supported someone and people were very upset because their, they, their values are not aligned with, with the community that you cater to. Right. So mm-hmm. how, how did you deal with, with, with that, with that situation? I mean, listen, I, I have my convictions and I'm a very strong minded person with certain things. Like there's certain things that I'm not sure about. I won't talk about it. I won't whatever. But when I have a conviction and I will, I will stand strong to, to how I feel. So with my friend, I mean, who I've been friends with for years, we have a history that doesn't get erased because she decided to take a different path. I don't agree with her path. I don't agree with her lifestyle. I don't agree with things that she does. But does that does not take away from the fact that we had a history. We were friends. We still are friends. I will check in on her. She will check in on me. Um, that doesn't erase things. You know what I'm saying? She knows. I'm sure she knows that I don't. I I, I don't don't agree with. You know what I'm saying? And. For her, she's looking at me and saying she doesn't agree with how I'm living. You know what I'm saying? Because that's why she took a different path. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't mean you cannot respect the person for who they are and not for what they're doing because a person is still a person, a telemolokin, and that is how I choose to look at it. And um, I don't I don't just throw away years of friendship because of a person's situation and life between her, her and Hashem. That's for her and Hashem to deal with, to battle out and to judge. I would rather keep myself out of the equation in that area. And and I, I know for a fact that there are so many people out there that took it so to heart when I said these things, because there are people out there that are dealing with family members that chose a different life, that are dealing with close people in their lives that are choosing a different life. Do you all of a sudden stop 
respecting and loving this person, you don't respect and agree with their life that they're choosing, but the person themselves is still the same. And I'm not gonna go through what happened and why it happened and what you know was that made someone do this, but that's not for me. It's not for right. me. And that's what I always tell myself, whenever judgment creeps up in any situation, I always tell myself, stop playing God. You're not God. Leave that equation to Hashem. Leave that to God. You have to work on your relationship between you and that person. Is, is, do you feel okay still being friends with this person? Is it affecting the friendship? Is it affecting you? And if you are a strong enough person and know that this is not changing the person who they are, I mean, obviously it's changing the person who they are on, on the, on so many levels, but like on a certain level, when you have history with a person, you don't just throw that away. Unless obviously I'm not a, a rabbi. I'm not a rub that can pass in and, and tell you that like, okay, you must sever ties with this person. There's so many different situations there's so many different situations you know what i'm saying like this friend is not in my life on a daily basis this friend is not in my life on a constant you know what i'm saying but so that does not mean i'm going to throw away this friendship and i'm going to support them and i'm going to do what i can to hold on to that but obviously things changed things changed things had to change you know what i'm saying because Things are not the same anymore. But the, the key and the core situation is where I am not judging. That's not my place. But it doesn't mean I'm throwing away a friendship of a good many years. You know what I'm saying? 100%. 100%. So, so how did you deal with it when people sent you messages and hate and negativity? It wasn't really saying- people. It was one or two ignorant people. You know, oh, okay. for the most part, I am so proud and so lucky to have the community that I have on Instagram, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. The one or two or three that are ignorant, that are less educated, that are just not open-minded enough and that are just so judgmental to not realize that things are not just black and white. I try to educate them and sometimes I just ignore them because it's not worth engaging sometimes. And um, yeah, that's basically it. Wow, yeah. No, that's great. And it's so important for people to hear because I think that people have this misconception that when you live a different life than your friends or you don't have the same values that it almost, you can't be friends, but it's not yeah. true. You can yeah. support them, love them for yeah. who they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Look, I have a friend that I've been friends with for a very long time and she is, um, she's doing things differently than from when we started being friends and, and, and she's looking different and she's acting, you know, she's looking different. She started being a little more liberal in how she dresses and like <laughs> that's between her and God. Like, I'm, you know, it did affect our friendship in a way where I'm not so excited to hang out with her because like things have changed, but like we still have a friendship. We still have a, a mutual respect. Obviously if someone starts changing to the fact where it's, it's, it's very negative and there's a lot of bad um vibes and stuff like that yeah you have to obviously evaluate everything you know what i'm saying but if everything stays the same if the person stays a good person and um, you're strong enough to realize that it's not going to change you who you are as a person like i'm not going to turn into whatever i'm not going to start wearing different things that i would like 
I am who I am. It is very different for people that are weaker. You do have to really constantly evaluate yourself and say, am I slipping because of this person? Is she a bad influence on me? You do have to constantly evaluate, constantly. I'm constantly doing evaluations in my head. Okay, is this okay? Am I okay? Is this still okay? Can I still really tell myself truthfully that I am the same person? And is she affecting me? Is that affecting me? Is this affecting me? That's, I constantly in my head, oh gosh, you should get in my head one day. But like the conversations and the, the, all the different evaluations that I do in my head on a constant basis makes me realize that I'm okay. I'm strong enough to make sure that I am who I am. I know who I am. And I leave that judgment part to God. And I just make sure that everything else on my, on my turf, like his, the boundaries, there's respect and you just make sure that it's not affecting you. So to the regard of people living with people that are, are, are just becoming so different in their lives, each case is going to be different, obviously. So it, it matters upon so many things, but I will want to tell people, leave judgment up to God because it's not our place to judge. So many people are going through things in our lives that we cannot judge. We can't. It's their life. It's between them and God. We cannot play God. And that's it. You know? And right, this is with right. this original friend that you asked me about, you know, it, it did affect things, you know, I, it did affect certain things, but in retrospect, we have a history. I'm not throwing that history away. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. She's a wonderful friend. And I feel like people, there's no black and white, right. you know? So, so yeah. Wow. Hmm. I had it done to me. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, right. No, there, there, there's definitely a lot that goes into these things because it's like, like, as you mentioned about being, you know, getting influenced and whatever, but people have to be so careful before they get rid of a friendship because friends are, there's, there, there's nothing like friends, you know, like, like a good friend. And, and it's really scary to, to judge other people based on their life choices. You're really getting yourself mm-hmm. in water. So um, yeah. yeah, yeah, carefully, yeah. very, and very speaking carefully. Of, of judgment, I know that. So, you recently lost your father in law, and I, I remember it being very hard for you, you know, you and you brought up the challenge of mourning when it's not a parent or sibling, a blood relative. So, I, I, I know that you got like a lot of feedback, a lot of people messaged you that they were in a similar position or same position, right? And, and they felt like they would be judged if they were, if they would mourn in public. So, so could you tell me about like the feedback that you got and, and your feelings about the situation? I'll tell you, um, even from the beginning, when I put out the thing that, that it's over and people were like, oh, can I send you this? And I was like, what do I need? Like, what, what, like even myself, I was like, why do I have that chance to get food from someone? I'm not the one that's mourning. And then as the days went by, the clarity became so clear to me how I literally was a standing mourner. Not a sitting mourner like my husband was, but I was a standing mourner, meaning I wasn't sitting Shiva, which is, you know, the the requisite mourning period for 
seven days that the people that actually lost the blood relative, I was standing there. I wasn't with him because he was in Europe and I was here in New York, but my emotions were totally shattered and I was literally a mourner in that sense. I, I suddenly realized there's a whole new dimension. There's a whole, people were shocked, first of all, that I felt so strongly for losing a father-in-law. But what they don't realize is that my father-in-law and I had a really deep connection. He was also an empath. Anyone who knew him knew him to connect with anyone that he came across. And the fact that he was like that was so special to me. And I was his first daughter-in-law because my husband's the oldest son. And we had a chance to really form a bond. We didn't speak a lot, we didn't, but we connected in a way that didn't have to speak. And he was such a warm, wonderful person. And the loss that we felt, first of all, I was in total shock because I wasn't there when he was sick. My husband was there with him. It was a total shock for me that it happened so fast. He got sick in November, January, he was gone already. So, meaning he was probably sick for a way longer time than that, obviously, but we only found out. The feedback I got was one of, Awareness, like, wow, this awareness is so amazing because I never realized that I need to somehow think of the person that might have had an amazing relationship with the person that died, and they might be taking it really hard, and I never realized. People are like, thank you for this awareness because, because seeing my stories, they had gone offered to take children of people that were mourning from a standing position and not sitting. And they were like, I never realized that people can actually be in mourning and they're not a blood relative. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the feedback I got was so astounding to see. I never, I myself, you never know something until you're in it. You never know any situation in life until you're in it. I always say, I never realized because until I made a simcha, I never realized what it means to have people come and, 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 and celebrate with you and to, to you know, I never realized what it meant to send over a cake to someone that's celebrating something because until you do it yourself, you just don't know, mm -hmm. you know? And until you marry off a child where I'm not there yet, but like, I, I don't understand it because I never did it before, right. you know what I'm saying? Having this happen to me, put me in a place where, wow, like I never realized, I never realized that, you know, and people were shocked. People were shocked that I felt this way and I felt so strongly because it, it really... It really has to do with the relationship that you have with this person, with a person. And um, it hit me so bad. It hit me so bad. And some days it still comes out of the blue, like out of nowhere. Like that's what grief is, you know? Grief hits you uh, just so unexpectedly. It impacted me in a lot of ways. And, you know, I'm, I'm working through it. But um, the feedback was amazing because when you bring awareness to something that is so not spoken about and people don't even realize it themselves, when you bring awareness to something like this, it's so immensely gratifying to the people to hear about it and for and gratifying to me to know that I started something and I, even if it's a little ball that starts rolling, you know, even if it's small, like, you know, I don't know how far reaching it is, but like the fact that I started this awareness is so gratifying to me because I know that I, that something so sad that happened brought about good. And for me to put meaning to suffering is not only a Jewish custom, but someone 
that is extremely deep and, and, and an empath. For someone like me, it's so important for me to put feelings to meaning. And, and that's why it just, I wasn't gonna share and I wasn't, I was just in a place where I just was so devastated, but I decided to share because I felt that it was worth it to share, to bring this awareness that even though you're not the one that lost the blood relative, it is so important to realize that they can be in, a, an, in the same morning, maybe even stronger morning than some, you know, some kids or whatever, you know? For sure. Yeah, it was definitely I, such an important lesson and people could relate to it. So many people could relate to it. So that was really um, special that you shared that for sure. Is that, is that how you decide like what to share on Instagram based on, um, you know, what you think is going to inspire people or teach them something? No, because there's a lot of things that I know that could inspire and teach, but it's, it's not it's not something I'm I'm ready to share or feel that I should share or comfortable to share. There's a lot of facets to my life I don't share. The things that I'm okay with and I feel like, you know, death is 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 part of life. It's part of life and it's something that we need to talk about. And it's something that we need to bring awareness to. There's so many things that we could bring awareness to, but I'm not gonna talk about everything. You know what I'm saying? So so yeah, that's not how I, that's not how I measure it. But if it, if it covers all the bases and it checks off all the other bases and it's something that I can teach people and bring awareness to, then yes, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? But when I realize that there's so much shock with the fact that I'm only a daughter-in-law and there's so much grief, I realize, wow, this is something that we really need to like let people know. Like I said, I myself was shocked that I'm going to feel this way. I was like, me? Why do I need meals for? I'm just the daughter-in-law. And then when I woke up with a paralyzed sense of not being able to manage the day, I couldn't. I opened the door to go to my car to go to Target because I figured maybe it's good for me to get out. I couldn't. I couldn't take that leg and move it past my front door. I was so paralyzed with grief that I was like, wow, thank God I accepted the offer for dinner. Thank God I took it because that's also a whole other, a whole other conversation and how to accept. Because when you're a giver and you're giving your entire life, it is so freaking hard to accept, especially when you're in a vulnerable place and you don't wanna feel vulnerable. Feeling vulnerable to me is scary as heck. I am petrified of feeling vulnerable. I hate feeling vulnerable. And um, for me to accept these things was huge, but I did accept it. And when I realized why I accepted it, I was like, oh my God, thank God I accepted this dinner. I don't know if I would have been able to even slap together peanut butter sandwiches for my kids that day. That is how badly I was taking it physically and emotionally. I couldn't move. I was, I was, I was incapacitated. The first few days I was incapacitated. Every time I thought about it, I just cry. I was crying rivers, rivers and rivers and rivers. And it didn't help that my husband wasn't around and it didn't help that I wasn't able to be with all the mourners because they were in Europe and I was here. And that was a big issue that, you know, that really impacted me. But when I realized what a, what a chesed, what, how would you describe chesed? Like what a kindness, what a, what a kindness was for people. Right. When I realized that people understood that I needed to mourn, I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought I had the permission to mourn. 
I never realized I had permission until I realized that I need to, because even if I'm a daughter-in-law, I, I still lost so on huge. I lost my, my children's grandfather, that he will not be with them at their milestones of their lives anymore. It's a huge loss for a family. He was a young guy. You know what I'm saying? My husband and I wanted yeah. him in our lives. He was constantly in our lives. We were constantly video calling. We were constantly connecting and having that loss happen was extremely, extremely hard, but I'm happy that I was able to take and, and, and turn it into meaning and, and, and give to others the awareness that you are, have permission to mourn and you should mourn if, if this person was someone special to you. And also awareness to other people. Don't judge people. Like just because it was just a grandfather or just a father-in-law or just whatever, you don't know the depth of a mourn of a mourning from someone. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. So offer your help, even if it's just a father-in-law. It's not just a father-in-law. It's an entire being, it's an entire person, it's a it's a relationship, it's a grandfather to your children. There is mourning there. There is mourning there. And if you offer, you know, some people were like, I want you to just see the kindness that people did. They were like, I'm just checking in. Just want to say how sorry I am for your loss. Please don't feel like you need to respond. For me, that was such a kindness because you're not in the mode to respond. Well, when someone sends you that, you feel like, oh, I have to respond now. Like, oh, thank you so much, you know? And when someone wrote, you don't have to respond, that gave me that space of feeling like, wow, I feel felt, I feel heard, you know, I feel seen, you know? And um, like I said, when people offered dinner, I was like, wow, like they're offering me dinner, but I'm not, I didn't, it's, it's not my father. It's only my father-in-law. But again, when I realized the kindness that this was for people to offer that, I, wa I wanted to pay it forward by bringing this awareness to the world that it's not just, it's not just, you know, so. Right, 100%, 100%. <sighs> Yeah, no, that's that's amazing and and so important because I'm sure you've changed the way people think now. I mean, seriously, like the messages you you were getting, yeah. and I mean, thousands of people saw those stories. Yeah. So they they it makes people think because, as you said, when you're not in a situation, you really can't fully understand what it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, and people are like, you know, a few days later, even or weeks later, I get messages like, I just want you to know, I went over to the morning house and there were the in laws standing there. And I went over to them and I gave them a hug and I said, I'm so sorry for your loss. And one of them just broke down in tears and said, how do you know that it's so hard for me? How do you know? I'm just the in-law. And the person messaged me to tell me that like, I want you to know that like, I think I really, really, really gave this person so much closure to realize that she's allowed to mourn. And for me, I just cried. I cried when I read that message because like, this is exactly the awareness that we need. We need to be kind to other people going through things, even if they're not just whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, I, I wish it didn't have to happen and I wish he was still here with us, but I know he's proud. I know he's proud for what I did, you know? He was always proud of, of course, me. He of was course. so proud of whatever I did. And um, yeah, so. Uh, it's so special. This is why we need more people like you who use their platform for for good things and not just for self promotion. You know what I mean? Like you really use it for to help because others. We need to put meaning to every little thing we do. People like me need to put meaning. 
I can't just do something and have it just be a frivolous situation. Everything needs to have meaning. And if I'm going to do something that is, yes, it's my business. I do promote businesses now. Baruch Hashem, thank God, I was able to turn it into a, a means of making a living. It still needs to, it needs to have meaning. And the fact that I can combine everything together, for me, it's like, what? I, that is like amazing. You know, there's a lot of good things and a lot of bad things to it. It takes a lot out of me. But I'm, I'm uh, ultimately so grateful that I have the chance to be able to put meaning to something like this. Because for me, everything I touch needs to be a reason, a rhyme, a meaning, everything. You know what I'm saying? That's how I just am, you know? So for sure, for sure. Even your comedy is like that because it's all, like, as you said before, it's like looking, like talking about things that people don't talk about. And it's really it, light you know? and relatable. And sometimes when I do my comedies, it's hysterical. Sometimes I'll get into like a deep meaning about something. And I'm like, okay, he didn't hire me to give you like a, 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 a sheer, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm here for comedy, but like, I'm sorry you turned into this, you know, like into a more meaningful thingy. But you know what? Most of the time people are very, very thankful for it because like when you're able to take real life, turn it into humor, but also real deep meaning and token, which is what we call deep meaning, people appreciate that. People really appreciate having humor in, in meaningful situations, you know? For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone, as long as it's said in like a funny way, like people appreciate humor. So it doesn't matter if, even if, if there's a deeper message. I mean, that's it's even better yeah. if there's a deeper uh-huh. message, not just humor. You know yeah, I mean? like let's say before Pesach, before Passover, you know, I was talking about the stores and how disgusting like people left clothing on the floor and the way they're treating store workers and stuff. I did it in a humorous way so that people should take it because it's real, it's mustard. I really was upset about what was going on and what I was seeing in the world. I went into a few stores. I had to walk right out. I couldn't handle it. It was not for minors. And when I saw what was going on, I was like, I got to take it to Instagram, you know? And I did it in a funny way because I knew that otherwise it's preachy, People say, oh, shut up. You know, I'm not listening. I'm not interested in hearing from like, you know, be quiet. You know what I'm saying? So definitely if we do things in a funny, entertaining way where we can also gently tell people, you know, come on, come on, let's, let's have some respect for others. You know what I'm saying? It's much easier right. to take it. You know what I'm saying? A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, you know? What I tell you? Right. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, so what is something that you hope the next generation of women won't have to struggle with? <sighs> so many things. So many. How do I just say one thing? I just feel like people should just accept themselves more. Stop judging themselves so much. I feel like there's so much judgment in general for ourselves and for others. Maybe judgment, like <clears throat> stop judging yourself so harshly. Because that would also fit into the acceptance. Like accept yourself and stop judging yourself. We, we, we judge ourselves and measure ourselves against so many other people instead of realizing that you are you with your limitations, with your talents, with your personality. You can't judge yourself according to this one or that one. You need to know who you are. Stop making yourself feel horrible. Stop wanting to look like that one. Stop, just accept yourself. Because I feel like so many of us are so unhappy. There's always a pursuit of happiness pursuit of looking better or pursuit of 
it's just so many things, better clothing, better this, better that. It's great to have nice clothing, but if you're essentially not happy and just not content and just not accepting yourself for who you are, you're just going to constantly be on this, this like, you know, rat thingy, like, what is it? Like this uh, the hamster wheel, you know, the hamster wheel of just looking for the next thing. Hey, this didn't work. Let me see what else. Just stop for a second. Just accept yourself for who you are. We can always be better. We can always work on ourselves. But first, you got to know who you are, what you want to work on, why you want to work on something. Everything needs to have a, a reason. And if you, if you don't accept yourself, if you don't accept yourself and you constantly judge yourself, you're never going to find that reason for who you are and what you are in your life. And you're just going to constantly be looking for something else. So I think it's so important for women these days to just stop and say, does this fit into my life? Does this make sense for me? Does this give me a niggly feeling? Does this make sense for who I am? Constantly, like, constantly evaluate yourself, but also just stop and accept yourself. I'm, I'm always evaluating myself because I'm constantly saying to myself, is this, I'm always making sure that whatever I do is true to who I am. You know, what you see is what you get, you know? Um, but I just wish women weren't so hard on themselves. Maybe I, it's, it's a, it's a contradiction because I, it sounds like I'm hard on myself. I'm not hard on myself because I, I fully accept who I am right now. I'm so happy with who I am, Hashem. Thank God. Um, I'm so happy that every area and aspect of who I am is able to be expressed. Obviously, I don't express everything, but like I feel complete and I feel whole. And whatever else I do is just an addition. Whatever else I'm acquiring is just an addition. And if I get a new this, a new that, it's just an addition. It's just fun. I love stuff. I love stuff. I love lipsticks. You know, I love makeup. I love clothing. I love shoes. Who doesn't? It doesn't mean I'm looking to fill a hole. But if you are doing it because you are trying to fill a hole, you got to figure that out first. Like, do I have a hole that I'm trying to fill? Or am I just enjoying life? And, you know, enjoying who I am. So, yeah. So that's basically it. All of you out there listening, you know? I love it. No, I, I totally agree with you. People would be much happier if we if we felt that way, if we loved ourselves and appreciated ourselves. Yeah, every part of totally. us, every part of us. Because, yeah. you know, the, the hard parts of me make me love the, the good part. Like, it's just, it, you have to have it all together. You have to have, you have to have all the parts of you to be that completeness and not everyone has just good. Everyone has hard parts. There's highs and lows. There's bad. There's good. There's black. There's white. There's gray. There's color. There's everything. And if you're constantly fighting against one part of you, like I was when I was a teenager, you're just never going to feel whole. You have to come to a place where you're accepting every single part of you and realizing it's only for your good. Because God doesn't give you things that like don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? So my, my deepness sure. and my, sometimes it's very hard to be a very deep thinking person. It's so hard. It's so, so hard. But that's what makes me so accept, I, I, so okay with who I am because whatever, I, have, I would have to get into more personal stuff. So I'm not, but like, I, I, I truly accept and, and, and appreciate who I am, every single part of me. And I wish that upon everybody. I really, I really hope and I wish that people will start their journey of self-realization 
and self-acceptance. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, your story is so inspiring, Malky. I, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Hami. That's all for tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Carmela Cosmetics. That's Carmela with a K. And on our website, CarmelaCosmetics.com. If there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard, send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard. 